Let's get ready to rumble! Hello, welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that asks the increasingly relevant question of are you better off sitting at home instead of going to the cinema? Is the cinema still worth it? We, and our way of going about this is going to the cinema and watching six films in a week. There's three of us and we shall each bring an offering. We shall bring a Netflix offering and we shall bring a cinema offering and we shall see how they stack up against each other. Now, I mentioned there's three of us. There's me. My name is Tosin. I am the host, and I am up in the Midlands, somewhere near Coventry. But joining me through the miracle of modern technology on the Isle of Wight are Sean. Yes, hello there. How are you? <laughs> I thought I lost I, you there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had as well, actually. But now I'm back. I'm back. He's back. And, and Sharon. Hello. Yeah, how are you guys doing? Shivering. Yeah, we're shivering. We just got the we just got the howling winds, haven't we? It's been we lovely. It's been lovely all day. Past few days down here, it's been absolutely. I would even say sunny, cold, cold but sunny, cold, but yeah, bright. But around about nice. three o'clock, the winds began to howl. <laughs> so I go out the house looking like Nanook of the North. <laughs> <laughs> and by North, I of course mean Southampton. <laughs> Nanook of Southampton. There, yeah, that's a documentary yeah. that never got made. <laughs> All right, cool. But um, but besides that, how have things been going in your film work watching world? It's been good. I think this week has been not so abundant in the cinemas. Um, so I think most of the films they seem to have a long life at the moment. So they're hanging on in there, aren't yeah, they? So yeah. there's ten films on, but some of them have been around since Christmas. Yeah, it'll be four. So even. it's yeah, we're struggling to fill our cinema quota at the moment. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that is true, but it means it does give us the chance to sort of like revisit something that only one of us had seen previously, yes, and then the others kind of come in and go, what on earth were you thinking? Or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and Netflix has, yeah, they sort of keep churning out, don't they? Though I find it increasingly tough to find really good yeah, stuff. Yeah, because it recommends stuff, and I mean... You watch one thing yeah. and they say, because you watch that, you're bound to like this, and it's nothing like what you've just seen. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is strange like that, but there is, there, I mean, there's some really, really interesting stuff on there. Oh, yeah. I did spend, actually, I spent about a good 10 minutes looking through because I've, I've got it on the computer, on my laptop now. And But it's still, to, to navigate the way through it, it's still, there's too much stuff, isn't it? Yes. There's just way, way too much stuff. But there's going to be some good stuff and some, and, but what is really nice is, Right, I, I saw this sort of documentary film, and I think it is only on Netflix. Yes. And it's from, from a yeah, from a. It was called um, "Sad Hill Unearthed," and it's about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the film. The the shoot off scene, the, the cemetery scene, and it's about these people that had sort of discovered it, and they tried to make it into because it's a fiftieth anniversary or whatever, and they try to make it into a, you know, get it yeah. back up and going, and loads of people turn up, and there's it's brilliant because they talk to to Sergio Leone and, and Ennio Morricone. And oh, nice. Metallica, Me- Metallica, because they always play it and uh, the start <laughs> of all their gigs, yeah, yeah. And they even show the show the scene. And they even there's some people that have reenacted the scene, sort of frame for frame, shot for shot. Um, so so uh, that was a real bonus. But the reason I say about it is because, uh, well, as, uh, I got a text from my mate Paul Wilding, school friend, right? And I mean, I hadn't seen him for thirty years, and I just happened to because of sort of situations when I was over the mainland, I, I popped in to see him for 10 minutes, right? Yeah. And then we haven't been in touch again for a long time. And he texted me and he said, Sean, 
I've just seen this thing on Netflix called Sad Hill Unearthed. It's really, really good. And I remember we loved the film, so I thought you might be interested in it. And I thought, whoa. So I looked it up and there it was. Yeah. So, but it's just <laughs> to say, Paul said, and I said to Paul, I'm probably going to go over, not this weekend, next weekend. And I said, Paul, we're going to meet up and we're going to discuss it. Because we used to love that. That's what we used to do. The, the Clint Eastwood movies, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was so just really nice. Thought- just a coincidence thing about Netflix. And, and I asked him, because he was into the comics and obviously the Punishers on Netflix. And I said, and I watched, he goes... I, I put, what did you think of the Punisher? And he goes, I'm halfway through it. I'll let you know when I finished. So, so yeah. So Netflix is is bringing um, you together. Yeah, bringing us together. Cool. So, so did you tell Paul that he's going to get a shout out on the podcast? I didn't. I didn't. But I, I will. I send the thing. I say he will now. Yeah. So, so yeah, I like All right. that. All so right, hello, Paul. Paul. This is a nod to you, mate. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Paul. Thank you very much, Paul. I think you're you're our first sort of interaction with the outside world, apart from our subscribers, which keep inching up on on um uh, uh on well the sub- subscribers to the podcast keeps inching up on Pinecast. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's quite cool. I mean, it's we're not. It's not as if we're getting like you know massive uh, massive numbers or anything like that. But quite frankly, I'm just happy that there's some people who seem to be listening and going. You know what? That guy's not a total idiot. And I'm happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, that's good fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, but that—that's really—it's really cool what you said about the Netflix thing because I think I remember reading that story about the guys who were trying to um, restore the sites where exactly. uh, where that fu- where the final graveyard scene had happened in the Good, Bad, and the Ugly because that that site wasn't—they didn't exist. They built it for the film, and so when they finished, they just took it all down again. And so, and apparently they've got, I, I remember he, thinking about this last year, I was thinking that we need to go on a trip because it's somewhere, is it, it's in, in Northern Spain or something like that. Yeah, Almeria. Yeah. Yeah, Almeria. Yeah, that is so, yeah. somewhere that we, we need to, we need to go on a pilgrimage and go there because that sounds like my kind of holiday, to be honest with you. Yeah, it does. And I think they've sort of made it up like, you know, someone's found it and they've, they've sort of recreated it and they as i say they've done like a reenactment and you know there was on 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 the actual program there's like these two canadians there it is so people do make pilgrimages you know yeah there it is this bit i've been waiting for this for so long there's you know there's a same and i think they've even put up a couple of gravestones arch stanton and and unknown there's no name on it that's a great thing, that isn't it? Do you remember that? You've seen good about that. Yes, where is it? The grave. Unk, unk, unk. There's no name on it. <laughs> <laughs> I have read some of the books, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've read the books the too. Books, but... The man with no name. There's loads of them. Yeah, books. Yeah. They are, but I think the thing, actually, interesting thing. Yeah, I'm going to go. Like when you read a book, if you've seen the film and read the book, I think to me the film, unless it's really, really wide in the mark, the film very much. You think of the characters in yes, the film. Yes, you completely. Whereas if you read a book, yeah. Except for Lord of the Rings. If you read a book, you can picture, get a mental picture of characters and they're totally different yeah. when you see them on the screen. Except yes. for Lord of the Rings, because they were how I pictured them, <laughs> mm. which I yeah. think was what made it so good. Yeah, what everyone felt yeah. that, yeah. Uh, I, I would agree. I would agree with you on that. Okay, so, um, I've, man, this is turning into the Sergioli Appreciation Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, 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 you've got to recognize a master. You've got to recognize when someone's got game. So, so with, um, man, 
she that's actually quite good i've actually forgotten what we're going to talk about because now i'm like oh my god sean yeah you're right <laughs> but, but one thing i okay one thing i have to say is we had a bit of a mishap this week where immediately after recording the podcast last week the equipment that i use over here to record myself broke and and it, it was i guess it was kind of it to wait until after the podcast was recorded but it broke and then this week i had to sort of like run around and uh, we just want to say thanks to Kirk Pickstone of Dougie Stone Radio. You can find them online, Dougie Stone Radio. Their tagline is, we're freaking global. And they <laughs> actually help. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's the, it tells you the kind of radio station it is. And um, they actually lent us some equipment so that we could, to make sure that we could actually record this this week. So thank you oh, very wow. much, Kirk thanks. Pickstone. Oh, that was nice. Thanks for that, guys. Yeah, uh, you are an absolute legend. And the other thing I was going to ask is, when we, when we kicked off this um, whole podcast thing, we said, okay, Netflix versus cinema. And Sharon, you were still very much cinema, cinema, cinema. You didn't have Netflix. You didn't do any of that. No, I didn't have. Were, and you said you were going to have a trial. You're going to get yourself a trial of Netflix because you could have a one-month trial to see how things go and see how it works. The question now is, are you going to continue now that your one month is over? Well, I've had my free month, so what I have decided is I'm going to give it another month. So I'm going to do a paid month and then review at the end of that because I think the first month you tend to spend a lot of time catching up on the back catalogue. And then I want to see if there's enough new stuff released to keep me interested because I found this. I did subscribe to Now TV and literally that was for two months. I had my free month and then I watched all the things I've been meaning to watch. And then you end up having like the daily releases or the, the updates. And I found that there wasn't enough coming out every day to keep me interested. So I sort of dropped both now TV films and now TV entertainment. TV. So entertainment. So I was going to do the same with Netflix or give it another month to see if I'm, if there's enough new releases coming out to keep me going because yeah the first month I've really been and this time of year as I'm a seasonal worker I have much more time in January so I've been able to watch whole seasons of things where normally I'd probably only watch one episode a week so I'm just waiting I'm just biding my time still toast so uh, at the moment I'm sticking (laughs) with Netflix for the time being (laughs) yeah okay okay could I just yeah hop in it um yeah if it's a really really bad weekend there's a new, and I think it was released on the 25th of this month. There's a zombie, Korean zombie series called okay. Kingdom, which you have my I'm, I'm going to try. I am going to try and binge watch that if it's bad weather, but I don't know if I can. Yeah. So, but I love zombies. You love zombies. I love zombies. You love zombies. And it's a Korean uh, one, and the trailer for uh, it looked pretty good. So. Walking Dead is uh, back uh, soon, though, so that might be my zombie quota right. in two weeks. And when are we going to get uh, Game uh, of Thrones back? <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, we're digressing. We're digressing. <laughs> <laughs> The truth, though, the truth is that, I don't, especially when you talk about Koreans, Koreans know how to do zombies. Like They do. Train they, to Busan, they, they, eh? Yeah, yeah, train to Busan, train to Busan. I think they know how to do horror, generally, don't they? I think, because they come from a different do, cultural yeah. perspective. It's, mm-hmm. uh, well, I've watched Korean horror, and it freaks me out, because it just comes from a different place, and it's just mm-hmm. quite creepy, I think. Yeah, only on Netflix. <laughs> what, what, Train to Busan? No, 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 the zombie Kingdom. kingdom. Korean zombies. And then the trouble trouble is, just no, sorry, Toast. We go, like Sham was saying, there's so much on there. So I put in that Korean thing, goes, you might like these. And there's like pages of Korean movies. Yeah. You know, real extreme Korean movies. I found this when I'd watched a couple of foreign language films. Suddenly, I get recommended everything because I watched a couple of Spanish films, a Norwegian film, and then a Russian film. And then now I get hardly anything (laughs) that isn't, you know, non English. 
It's, I was kind of hoping that we could keep the time today, but I do not think this is going to be the week where we keep the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, because the, the, because I was actually this was a it was a discussion topic I had that I was just going to let go. I was going to let it lie. I was going to let it. But you guys have brought it up, and it's about the amount of stuff that comes on, and they're, they're sort of like it's like a bottomless pit that you can just sort of like keep digging through and finding stuff. <laughs> yeah. es- especially if, like, I think you two are a little bit more adventurous than I am. You're a little bit more, ooh, what's that? I'll give that a watch. And so especially when it's like that with you, I think that you guys could get lost for days. Yes, it's a rabbit <laughs> hole. Yeah, I disappear. And then it's and, like, eat and, me, and you go mad. <laughs> and the thing is, and uh, when we talk about Netflix trying to take cinemas on, uh, take, take the studio system on, now they've started doing premieres like almost every week. Like every time you switch on Netflix, there's like, yeah, look, there's a new Netflix movie. Would you like to watch? Would you like to watch? And it's there's a film that I'm not going to I'm not going to review this week, but I watched it with my wife. I know it's called um, When We First Met, and it made me think this is the kind of film that you don't actually see in cinemas anymore. Like think about a John Hughes comedy. John Hughes okay. comedies that were in the 80s, you know, a teenager thing or something like that, that has like, you know, just a, like a small little story or anything like You don't get those in cinemas anymore. I can't think of the last time I saw something like that in the cinema. No. No, yeah, they don't. I, no, they, they've, they've just gone sideways, haven't they, onto yeah. platforms. Yeah, they've got, yeah. they disappeared for a while. And then now, and Netflix is just picking up that slack because we were sitting down there and thinking we want to watch a little sort of like mindless kind of like thing on a Friday evening. And we're like, oh no, not that, not that, not that, not that. And almost everything that we were seeing was like, oh, let's have a look at that. That looks like it might be good to watch with my wife on a Friday evening. <laughs> it was all like a Netflix original. And it's so, so essentially I'm beginning to, I'm really, really beginning to worry for cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. It reminds me very much of when the video shops first opened, how yes. there's, you suddenly had the phenomena of direct to video films. Mm. So like a big film in my sort of, sort of uh, late teens, early twenties was like Dirty Dancing. That never got a cinema release in Britain, but it became huge. Really? And there's, there's probably isn't anyone in this country who hasn't seen it at some point, but it was a direct to video in this country. So you yeah. think, I think Netflix and other platforms, you know, Amazon Prime and stuff, are picking up those films that used to be direct video. They're saying, well, actually, we could make these. <laughs> and it sort of just cut out that whole video. Well, the video shop has gone the way of yeah, the dodo, hasn't that it? It's really, really interesting because I watched one, of, you know, like sometimes you go on YouTube and you just get caught, and it was this 10 companies that, that really messed up. And <laughs> Blockbusters <laughs> had a chance to buy up Netflix for something like. They did. $200,000 or something like that. Something quite cheap. Really? You had a chance, yeah, because Netflix and they said, no, we don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. <laughs> and then look what they're, happened. They're, yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think they actually said they think it's stupid and it's not going to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, wait, 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 but, but if people are doing that online, then how we, what are we going to do with our stores? No, we're going to keep with it. We're going to stick with the stores. Yeah, that, that was clever. Yeah, there used to be <laughs> loads of them, didn't there? Blockbusters every, Yeah, every town had one practically. Mm. That's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, all right. right. Let's get. Let's get. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So we we got to get cracking. Although I do like a little chats about how how quickly the world is changing. It makes us mm. sound mega old. It's like, oh, I remember back when all this was fields. <laughs> well, we I do, Tosin. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, so, Sharon's what? a young wee whippersnapper. <laughs> I fall somewhere so, in the middle. <laughs> look, yes. Look, the way things are moving, I am not far behind you. 
<laughs> I think technology is making old people of us all. That is, ah, that yes, 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 yes. That's for sure. That's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> that's just a. Okay, cool. So we're going to crack on now. Uh, we're going to actually attempt to finally get around to talking about some films we've actually seen this week. Even though I know, Sean, you mentioned um, uh, you tr- you mentioned the documentary, Sad Hill Unearthed. Yeah. Yeah, Sad Hill Unearthed. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's see. For l- now- God, just say this for lovers of cinema and filmmakers and the art of movie making. This is wonderful. Ah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Good. That was a review, good. by the way. Not mine, yeah. someone else's. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, carry on, Toast. I, I know what you mean, man. I, I loved watching things about the history of movie making. Oh, by the way, you might want to watch The Other Side of the Wind. Which is, <laughs> okay. Which is, it's only on I'll, Netflix. It's, I'll, it's I'll, Orson, I'll put it on the list. <laughs> it's Orson Welles' final film that never oh, got right, released. Okay. Yeah. Okay, ah. cool. So... Yeah, 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 I know. All right, cool. Okay, fine. Boxing match. We've got to start. Round one. We have three rounds. <laughs> we shall have three rounds today. And round one, we're going to start off with cinema because we're going to go age before beauty. And so we're going to let you. cinema go first. Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. You can now, yes. You went fuzzy, uh, then uh, we lost you for a minute there. So sorry about that. I had my I had my finger over the microphone. Yeah, small. Nice. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. So we're gonna go Age Before Beauty. And we're gonna go with cinema first this week. And the first film that we have up out of the books is out of the blocks is Green Book. Now, Green Book. I believe we've all seen this. Yes, I've yes. seen this. Okay, cool. So Green Book. I'll just give a quick. Uh, uh, roundup about what the film's about. So this is a film about Don Shirley, uh, or Dr. Shirley as he was known. He was a classical sort of classical pianist with jazz influences. Who in the sixties? This and oh, oh, I forgot to mention the big thing. He's black. Yeah. <laughs> who, who in the sixties decided to go on a tour uh, of the Deep South, where he was invited along his record company. Um, well, he he asked his record company to go on a tour of all these deep south locations. People wanted to come hear him play because they'd heard his records and they thought, "Oh, yeah, this guy is great." But obviously, this being the '60s and a black man going to the deep south of America, it was a little bit fraught with danger. So he hires a guy called Tony Lip or Tony Valalonga, who is his driver, his bodyguard, essentially just kind of like his butler for this whole thing and this is so this is Mahershala Ali plays Don Shirley and this is um and Viggo Mortensen plays Tony Lip and the film carries on from there it's it's pretty much a road trip of the two of them through the south of America or through 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 the south of America yeah I guess that makes sense the deep south South, yeah yeah the deep south and the deep south yeah Mississippi and Alabama and yeah, yeah, and Bir- Birmingham, Bir- or oh, say Birmingham, as they call Birmingham. it. <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama, yeah. Alabama, and all these, all the going down to the Carolinas, and it's it's pretty much a road trip of of the two of them, and it's it turns into. I quite like this film. I really really like this film. I mean, I think it's um, I think it's a bit straightforward. In that yep. the like from the from the beginning of the film, there's some things you see in it, and you think, okay, I know where this is going. So like. With the first time you see, well, not long after you meet Tony Lip, you you he he's at home and he he walks into his house and he's like, oh, why is everybody here? Because he's he's from an Italian background and he has like all these Italian men in the house and they're like, he's like, why are you guys all here? And they're like, oh yeah, because uh, and in 
in Italian, they say to him, well, we, we, you didn't tell us that these people were coming over. And then they show his kitchen and there's two black men who are fixing the, fix, doing the plumbing in there. And you can see that all these men have shown up to protect his wife because there's black men in the house. And you see a bit where they drink our glasses in his kitchen and he takes them and he throws them away. And from that point on, I'm watching and I'm thinking, well, well, we know what's going to happen here. He's going to go on a road trip and he's going to have his views changed and he's going to learn something. He's going to end up being a better person. And to yeah. a large extent, that that's what happens. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, so With far, some adventures so along been, the way, yeah. yeah, so far, so good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so so essentially you watch it and from the beginning you're like, well, this is what's going to happen. And to a large extent, that's exactly what happens. But I still like the way it's done. I think it owes a lot to the performances. I think Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali are awesome. They make a great sort of like comedy double act. Double act. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. You've, got the, you've got the straight man and the, the, you know, the straight man and the comedian. Like, yeah. And, but you, Vigo, you wouldn't recognise him, would no, you? No, I, I mean, he's, he's really... This is really... the most different role I think he's played in a long, long time. time. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, yeah. The, the fact lip... that he pay, put, put on so much weight, the fact that he's playing so Italian. Because normally he's like this so laid back. Well, isn't he? Because, normally yeah. he's like a laid back hippie type dude, isn't yeah. he, in most of his films? films yeah. Or more recent films I've seen. Since post-Aragorn, he's gone a bit like, yeah, hey, I'm road, really just a laid back like yeah. hippie type. And then suddenly he is this in-your-face you know, sort of voracious appetite yeah. uh, for life and for food <laughs> yeah, and yeah, for yeah, everything. For, yeah. <laughs> for music. <laughs> and then... But his own sort of music, he's this man who consumes everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that you think, this is so not Viggo Mortensen that we know. And it, that's quite transformative, yeah, isn't yeah, it, yeah. when you, you see him? I mean, I saw this, as I say, I saw this as an unlimited screen. And so, yes, I, I saw so you've seen it a little while Christmas. back. Yeah, I saw this a little while back. And it was a great, I think it would be, I think it could go down as a Christmas movie because it takes, takes yes, around, about, around about Christmas that time. Yeah, at the end, yeah, yeah actually, good, you, point, you know, good point. So if, if we ever come to, to review Christmas movies, like, you know, this we get the old regular, I'm going to yeah. probably say that this deserve, could be, uh, you, you know, a movie for Christmas because it's got a real feel good thing about it, but it's also gritty enough to, to, yeah. to confront some issues. So, so you've yeah. got, you know, you've got a really, really fun movie with a great car, by the way, which I really love. I could yeah. do with that car. Um, <laughs> so you've got this really, really good movie and, and, you know, there's, there's issues in it and it's quite, quite adult as well, isn't it? With, for, yes. for the sake of, um, and, and the bit with the, the bit with the letter, I'm not sure if it's in the trailer. I love that bit. I think, do, do you know the bit where he's writing a letter to his wife? And, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he gets <laughs> he a bit of help. Is, is this, yeah. perfect, is this, is this Tony. Bit, it's perfect. Is, is it, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, think, I think that's a... Okay, no, no, I was just going to say, because I think with a lot of films, sometimes when they try and do the buddy thing, it can feel forced, and it can feel like you're trying yeah. to make these two people work together. But I think with this, with, with Green Book, they, they, they really do work together. It does feel as if you yes. have these two people... You can feel like the thawing between the two of them. And I think when it comes to the issues it raises, because with Don Shirley, it raises a, a, a different issue. And that's the fact that he sort there of falls is, in yeah. between, yeah. He falls you, in between you sort worlds. Of, that's right. You sort of didn't see that part, which I think what we're assuming about coming. Did you Did you see no. that part coming? You know, the bit where we're, uh, we're uh, all talking about. I, I, yeah. I, I, no, I'm, I'm not actually talking about that bit. I know the bit you're talking oh, about. I'm, right, okay, I'm yeah. actually talking about it. But that bit, I did wonder. I did wonder as the film was going, I was like, hmm, there's um, I don't know, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> okay. but I'm, I'm talking like, it's a bit that's actually, it's in the trailer. And because I'm not sure if Mahershala Ali is, uh, is nominated for any Oscars for it, but it's, this, it's the bit that if he is going to be up for an Oscar, that's the clip that's going to get played on Oscar night. 
the bit where he, <laughs> the bit where he's yelling in the trailer. Well, if I'm yes. not black enough, and if I'm not white enough, then what am I? <laughs> and you have, yeah. and you get this, you get this idea of him being stuck in between two worlds, and him just being a very lonely person. And I think that that's really, really well sketched, and it's yeah, really, that comes really across well. Mm. Yeah, and and I just think it's really, really well done, and it's something. It's the kind of issues that I know I myself have had to, I've had to deal with. Going okay, hang on a second. So these people think I'm white. These people think I'm black. That kind of that kind of stuff. Or for me, it's like oh, people say, oh well, you're not really Nigerian anymore because you're in England. And if people go, oh my god, you're so Nigerian. And it's and I was like, okay, cool, that's good. I haven't seen anybody touch on that in that sort of way um, because if it's easy to just make it a whole thing about oh well, this guy he's black and he's suffering racism, but it's the fact that he's talking about the fact that he's just misplaced because he's trying to move things forward he's trying to be a better kind of person and but he by doing that he's alienating himself from a whole whole host of people i just thought it was really really good mm. yeah i think i think the the scene the, the bit i like is where he actually plays different music you know where where he actually yes. is, he's in he's like yes. a club that that bit he of, plays yeah. the yeah, pure he plays, classical yeah, and then yeah. he steps, yeah, and then it, steps it up a bit and it's that's 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 yeah. another because you yeah, see that yes this man is yeah. a they describe him as a virtuoso don't they one point he's like yeah. this man was you know mm. you know beyond what we'd say normal talented he was yeah. a, this virtuoso on the piano but he really yeah. enjoys that bit and you can see it in the yeah. club he's like totally totally he's, relaxed, he's just like he? super relaxed and he's like just really really getting into it all and really starting to enjoy it you know rather than the very composed you know yeah straight sort of laced, controlled. yeah really controlled yeah, yeah. sort of yeah I, 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 I yeah no there's some great bits some some yeah. great bits in this movie yeah yeah and obviously there's, there's some bits it, it made me take. It, it, I took a. It made me have sharp intakes of breath more than a lot of films I've seen recently, where they say something from like, "Ooh, <laughs> they did." Oh, I cannot believe they just said that. But it's. Uh, but it's really, really good. And I think um, uh, there has to be a mention for Linda Cardellini, who plays Dolores. Dolores, um, yeah. Dolores, yeah, Tony yeah. Lip's wife. I, I, I love her. But I love anything Linda Cardellini's in. I think she's brilliant. She's usually the best thing or she's usually she usually makes the best of very underused roles and i guess this happens again here but she's really really good i'd give this a four okay. I, I would agree with you on that i got to go four for this film i'm afraid this gets yeah me a i four. would probably go uh, i know we don't do half points but i'm going to give it a three and a half oh, if where yeah. it's allowed okay. my only yeah. reservation is i thought in places it was a little bit like driving miss daisy with a with a bit of role reversal do you know? I've yeah. never seen Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, you naughty person. <laughs> I know. I thought in some ways it was a bit safe. I thought, you know, because as you say, at the beginning, you, you think you know where this is headed, more or less at the yeah. beginning. So I did and, enjoy and it. I thought if the performances were really good. But for me, it was it was a bit of a... a and we were outraged when we were supposed to be outraged. You know, where mm. the way yeah. people are treated, you're going, how could people do that? And you, But you feel almost like, yeah, that was... It, yeah, when I, they, I, to me, there was no real shocks or there were no real... I thought, when they say, we're heading for the Deep South, you expect certain behaviour. And I thought, there was a couple of nice points where they turned some of the preconceptions around. I thought that was some nice touches, especially involving yeah. the police officers, because there's a number of encounters mm. with the police. And I thought, you know, you know that yeah, you're going to yeah, get yeah. a, they call me Mr. Tibbs moment in there because of yeah. <laughs> of, of the, the characters. So in some ways, I found there was a tiny little bit derivative from what's, films what's I've seen before. was it? What certificate was it? Do we know? It's 12A. Ooh, 12A. All oh, right, yeah, 12A. Think, That's think, probably why think, they, yeah. 
I figured it would be a 12A because there's some yeah. scenes they could have made more of. And I was yes. like, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, I think they've turned it down a bit. So it's, but yeah. Um, yeah, but, I certainly enjoyed it. It's more than a three, but for me, I don't, it does, it's shy short of just being of a, of a, a true four. But Sharon, I thought it Sharon, was a, a high three. Sharon, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> because I, I, I agree, I agree. Apart from the final thing, I, I agree with yeah. I agree with everything you said. Um, I do think it is a little bit safe. <laughs> it, it is a little bit. But it's like, still good, oh, and it's a feel good. good movie, and it's fun to yeah, watch. Yeah. I, I, I don't think yeah, yeah. It, you know. I mean, I, I think anybody who watched it would probably enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah I agree. And Viggo Mortensen is great, and Mahershala. I can't. Have, sorry, I've said that completely wrong. Mahershala. Mahershala Ali was yeah exceptional. They're both exceptional it's, in this. So yeah, it, it, there's it lots to like about to say, it. It looks difficult to say, but once you crack it, it's like a party piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So that that is uh, what we thought about Green Book, and now okay. So let's so that's cinema. I think cinema started off pretty strong this week, and now we go on to Roma. Roma, the Netflix film that has got 10 nominations at the Oscars. How yes. did this happen? Did it have a very <laughs> limited cinema release, possibly? It had a very limited cinema release. The same as um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs and July 22. They had very limited cinema releases, mainly so that they could qualify for the Oscars and all those sort of things. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. What is the qualification? Has it got to be released at a cinema at some point? So it could be like, you know, an art house cinema in Soho for one week and then it qualifies. Or does it have to be a bit more than that? I don't know quite what the qualification period is for, I, I really don't for know. a cinema I don't, release. I, 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 I know it has to be released for a while in cinemas to actually qualify, um, but I, I don't know exactly what the what the specifics of that are. But it has to be released for a while. So, but but this is Alfonso Cuaron, and I need to apologize mm. because last week I I I was being a little a teensy little bit racist and and, oh. confu and confusing Alfonso Cuaron with Alejandro G. Inaritu, who they Easily are done. good friends. <laughs> Yeah, they're good friends. They are both Mexican filmmakers, but they are very different. One of them okay. did Gravity. One of them did The Revenant. <laughs> and well, this guy is the Revenant guy, isn't he? No, no, no. Or this guy's the Gravity. He's the Gravity oh, guy. Oh, again, sorry, yeah. I fell in the same trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally I know. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I felt really, really bad because when I was saying it last week, I was like, there's something wrong here. This doesn't sound right. Then I went away and looked at it up and I was like, oh, yeah, I was totally wrong. I was totally wrong. Quaron Gravity, he won the best director for Gravity. Then the next year, um, Jay Naruto won for, I think, Birdman. And then after that, he won for Revenant. And then, uh, then Guadal del Tomo won for Shape of Water. Uh, who is also a friend with them. They're called the Three Amigos, which I'm still not sure whether that's racist or not. But <laughs> they're, they're three Mexican filmmakers who just seem to rule the Oscars. So this is Alfonso Cuaron's latest assault on the Oscars, and it's called Roma. It's uh, apparently quite autobiographical, and it's based around his childhood, where he grew up in the Roma area of... Ooh. I think Mexico City. I think it is in Mexico City. Yes. Uh, I think it references, yeah. we're looking at some information about the film and yeah, it sort of references Mexico City there. Yeah. So, grew, so do they, the sorry to, to interrupt you, Toast. When they talk about Roma, um, you're probably going to get to this anyway. Are they referring to the way we do like the sort of Romani families or is it just a region that they talk about? Because when we see the word Roma, we're thinking, oh, is it about, you know, gypsies. travelers yeah. or gypsies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they're, they're, refer they're referring to the area of... Um, of Mexico that it's uh -huh. set in, it's kind of like calling something Eastenders. 
Quick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so okay. Now this film, it's it's in black and white. It is mostly in Spanish, but it's also in a in an indigenous American language. So I think it's called Mixtec. So there's bits of it in there, and it's it focuses on this family, which is based on Quaron's family when he was growing up. He said that ninety percent of the stuff that happens in the film actually happened to him, but it's seen all through the eyes of the maid in the family, the the servant who is pretty much a part of the family already, and she is she is sort of like in their lives. She pretty much is a second mom, looks after the kids, get them out of bed, all that, and but. It, and it just follow. It looks from her point of view, looking at what life was like in the seventies. It could almost be called. It could be subtitled "Scenes from a Life" because there is. This is a film that isn't particularly worried about plot. It isn't particularly worried about. Okay, this happens. Then this happens. And because of this inciting incident, that happens. And this is this character's motivation. <laughs> it isn't worried about that at all. Do do not start watching this film if you are in any way tired, because. The, <laughs> It will not keep you awake. That is, it, it did also watch it. If, uh, and, I, and before I watched this film, I pretty much had my review written because I was like, okay, fine, look at this. Everybody's going to rave about this film because it's like, ooh, it's so exotic. Ooh, look, it shows a world where there's a servant who lives with a family and it's all that kind of stuff. And because I grew up in Nigeria where we had that and watching this film, there were a lot of things I was looking going, aha, yeah, I wrote, yep, yep, oh, oh good Lord. We're, we're worlds apart, but this is very, very, very si similar and very, very relatable about having, like, you know, the servants who live in the house. I mean, we, we, we've we had them all my, my whole life, and the great ones are awesome. They just become part of the family. Um, the bad ones rob you and then run away with stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah I'll just say just... some... No, yeah, go on. <laughs> Yeah, but but there's all these different bits that just keep showing up in the film, and like there's all these like um, it's 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 pretty much scenes after scenes. Like the first shot of the film is of a floor, and this shot of a floor must go on for about three minutes or something. And it's where it's while you know when you're doing all the credits and they say this film starring this person, directed by this person, all mm. that that Produced all that goes by. on. In association yeah, with, you, yeah. All you're looking at is is a shot of a floor that lasts for about three minutes, and then you see water pouring, and it goes back. And then from the beginning, I was like, okay, I see what they're doing here. It's a bit like if anybody understands the words Italian neorealism, it's a bit like that. It's not that concerned with plots. It's just concerned, with, almost just sort of showing you this is what life is like. It's like we just plunked the camera down in these people's lives and they carried on, and mm. we're not. Uh, so it takes about an it takes about an hour before anything really happens in this in this film. Before it's a bit, bit like, like Big Brother, yeah, bit like Big Brother or something like that. Sort of just or being you a mean, foyer and watching stuff, yeah. Kind of, kind of. It takes about an hour before anything goes in. But it's a kind of film that if you let yourself get into it, then you can find a lot of good things in it. There's some scenes in it that are absolutely amazing. There's a riot scene in the middle of Mexico that is just great, and there's uh, and there's one scene. That is something that I've thought about for years. Like when you have, or when you have the servants who who live with families and all that. But there's an awesome scene that that illustrates how you can have somebody in your house. They can look after your kids. They can be so close to you, but you can be oblivious and know absolutely nothing about them. And it's uh, so yeah. But I I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, I think you have to watch it. And the fact that 
and there's all these other things that are not said like the fact that you can see that she definitely looks a lot more indigenous than the family she's looking after and then the, you can see that she came from a village to the big city to work as a servant and that's like a thing that happens and you go you go to there's a bit where they have a big sort of almost christmas party and they get there and everybody shows up at this retreat with their with their own servants to look after their kids where they get there and these are things that i recognize in some way from my life growing up in nigeria I think it for those people who haven't experienced stuff like that, they'll probably be like, oh my word, it's so different, a different style of life. And they would probably rave about it because it's showing them something different. I wouldn't rave about it so much because of that, but I will say it's a very good film, very good sense of place and time and um, and just giving you a window into people's lives at this particular time. I would give it a four. I would give it a four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Strong. Yeah, fair dues. I'm not oh. sure if it'd be my. I'm not sure if it'd be my sort of film, to be honest. I, I, I think I, you have to pick the mood and pick the yeah, day, and right. then think, okay, yeah, yeah. let's just sink well, into this and watch it, rather than pretty much expect yeah. to be entertained. Eggs, yeah. eggs, you hit the nail on the head there. Don't go in there expecting to be entertained. Expect go in there and expect. Okay, cool. Let's just let's just luxuriating what they have to offer me. Like, have you ever seen Bicycle Thieves? Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yes. No, you've not seen it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sean. Judging long time ago, long time ago. You know, when, <laughs> when, when I was trying to, when I was trying to be all arty. This is, you know, when I was trying to like, have, I was going through my little arty phase of, yeah. you know, when you're saying about neorealism and that, and watching all the, you know, Swedish and the foreign films, and and I did have a little phase of that. So but it's, it's, it's when you said sort of neorealism. Was it? Is that what you said? You said Italian, yes, yeah, Italian, so like, yeah, like, yeah, like, Italian you know, neorealism. Yeah. Yeah, because some of those films, you know, some of those Italian films, aren't they? they're just scenes of like on beach, on the beach, and things with you know yeah. people with umbrellas yes. and stuff like that. So, so yeah, yes. you know, it's, it's if it's that type of film, I probably would give it a go, but I'd have to be in the the right frame of mind. I have yes. to have my little my little clever head on. Be ready to know, look through that yeah. window. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it, 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 this is it's also it's a deeply uncommercial film. That's right. why I, I can. I can <laughs> totally That's why it's going to get loads of loads of awards, I guess. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, I'm not so sure that it should win best right. picture but yeah and uh oh and the but the actresses the two lead actresses are awesome they cool. are absolutely awesome the, the they play the mother of the family and the maid cleo it's halim that is yeah yalitza yalitza aparizio ah. she's okay. she's up she's up for best actress and um the other lady marina de tavira is up for best supporting actress they are awesome they are they, it's so natural you just mm-hmm. you don't you you don't catch them acting for a second. Really, really cool. Okay, right. We're gonna move on to the mule. <laughs> the mule. Okay. Yes. Cool. So, Sean, this is you watching the mule. This is me watching the mule. Yeah, my good yeah, old favourite star, Clint. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. An old master watching an old master at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically, the, the plot of this film is you've got um, like a, a, a ninety-year-old guy who's who was a korean war veteran so typical like he was in in um gran torino and yes. things like that because he was a korean war veteran now i suppose he's that age where he can't be second world war no. a bit too old for vietnam so the korean war fits him really really well but he's like got this um horticultural company where he grows things and it's he's spent much more time working with this company than you know working for his company instead of attending like family functions so so he's got a bit of an estranged family you know his daughter doesn't really speak to him his wife's they do his his granddaughter still holds a bit of a 
bit of a torch for him, you know, and says, oh, you know, Grant, I know they all don't like you and that. But so there's there's still something there. But he, he you know, he'd much rather be the centre of attention gaining prizes than he would. Anyway, yeah. basically, he's his, his, his firm gets wound up. And there's a nice scene where he's got the people that are working for him. He goes, oh, this is your guys. You know, there's a foreclosure on his on his. And his granddaughter's obviously getting married. So he goes to his granddaughter's like party. There's there's a bit of a scene. And, and he ends up sort of walking out. And then this guy comes up to him and says, hey, you know, you like driving. You've got a truck. How do you want to do? Just <laughs> all you got to do is this. And he's like, yeah, all right, then why not? So <laughs> so he's got this old beat up truck and he, he goes to this one guy. I say, oh, you know, just, yeah, we'll put that in for your pox. How are you? All that stuff. And he, he goes and he drops it off and gradually just gets sucked into becoming you know, transported. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it gets more and more and more, even to this, the extent that he gets, you know, the guy who's a head of the, the cartel says, oh, yeah, bring him. We'll have a party with him and all that. So you've got like this 80-year-old <laughs> boy, boy, you know, oh, we've got some special friends and his young dolly birds and all that. And he's like, and he's a bit, he's still a bit, um, because I suppose he's from a generation. So there's, there's, there's a, you know, there's a scene, he's still a little bit racist and he's still a little bit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because, you know, he's he's like, but what he does, he's what's so so different is he just does what he wants to do. So if he wants to pull over and have a cup of coffee or he wants to, you know, stop somewhere and help someone. But as he becomes sort of more and more money, they the cartel say, oh, we've got to follow him. We've got to follow him. We've got to make sure he's all right. We're sure like that. And of course he goes off. So he's really, really upsetting them. They're saying, you're supposed to be delivering. He goes, yeah, well. We... So anyway, it's 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 this scene. Um, so so that's basically the story. And he just becomes yep. more and more deeper. Yeah. And then he, and then he clears off for like months and the cartel are trying to find him. And they don't know where he is. And he's like, <laughs> oh. Anyway. He, he turns out, so, but so, yeah, the, the so, so that's basically the story. Um, yeah, go on, Toast. What are you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say, I was gonna, I was going to say, yeah. So, what did you think? Do you think uh, Clint Clint is suited as? as yeah, he's suited as anything, isn't he? Really, are Clint? Maybe not. Maybe not a romantic lead. I don't can't. I couldn't ever see him well, in a romantic anymore. lead. Although he was in Bridges in Madison County, wasn't he? Yeah, and he but, was in um, Paint Your Wagon. Paint Your Wagon. <laughs> I talk that's, to the trees. I think that's his romantic best. Anyway, I think yeah, you know well, you do romance to do. Well, I mean, I am searching. Not that I, do you know I what I loved about way. this movie? <laughs> do you know what? what I loved about this movie? What? It's so totally. I mean, I've done a lot of driving. I've been to America. I've visited America. Like, I've done a lot of driving. Yeah. I've been on those roads, and I was just thinking, oh man, I'm gonna this summer. I am gonna go back to America, and I'm gonna drive some of those highways. <laughs> I'm gonna drive some of those roads, and I love it when he like pulls up. You pull up to the diner and stuff like that, and of course, you know. You, he sort of does the right turn and pulls up in these spaces and that and thinking, oh, wow, you know, and <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's great. It's like a road movie. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, um, but hopefully you're not going to do that with a load of kilos of with, cocaine with, in the back of your car. No. With loads of what? Sorry. Women. Cocaine, with cocaine and women. No, I would never. No, I'm too, I'm too, I mean, I might have a little bit of an edge, but I'm too scared to do anything <laughs> like that. I would no, no, that would be like well off the radar. But I mean, to drive the car, and do you know what I mean? And and some of the yeah. sceneries, I mean, I, it just, I don't know, it just it really, really resonated with me, really yes. grabbed me. And I think, in fact, so much that I probably might even go and watch this one again. Okay. Um, oh. So, yeah, oh, so for cool. me, for me, from a personal point of view, I think it was a, a really, really great movie that I really, really enjoyed. But I must say, Clint is really, really looking his age. I mean, I don't know, I'm not sure how old he is, but... He's really, really sort he's of He's got to be well into yeah. his 80s, hasn't he? I would he? think so, yeah. But yeah, he still carries it well, do you know what I mean? And he's got that, what I like about it, he's got that air of like, well, I'm this age now, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to kill me? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's okay, go ahead, because I think there's even one set where they're like, 
I said, no, oh, you know, where were you? Oh, was, he, was, he was at a funeral, you know, and all that. And we supposed to kill him, you know, because he got the thing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, if you want to do it, do it then, you know, like that. But they sort of, they sort of quite like him in a strange sort of way. You know, they call him Pops and stuff. And, <laughs> and so it's just the way he is, you know, he just like wanders. He's just pretty nonchalant, goes in, yeah, we're, oh, we're going to do this, you know. You always get the feeling, no matter what film he's in, he's not going to be bossed about, is he? No, he's his no, own man. He's his own <laughs> man, yeah. The, the funny thing is, actually, with this film, I mean, just seeing the trailers of it, I, I hear what you're saying because I actually thought that he does. He, he, I was like, man, he's looking a bit frail. Like, yeah, Clint, Clint is looking. He's looking a lot frailer than I thought. It was so much so that I thought, did he do like a Christian Bale and change his body so he looked frailer? Because I think it, it seems to work for the character. But I, this is. It sounds like a dumb thing to say, but it's the oldest I've seen Clint Eastwood look. Definitely, it's he got, does look yeah. look his age. But then yeah. there was that Robert yeah. Redford film, wasn't there? Old Man with a Gun. I don't think yeah. any of you guys saw that, did you? No. No, no, no I didn't you, see you it. saw it, did you, Tozer? No, no, no. no, no. See, that was really it. good. And and I think I think it's becoming things are slightly turning because, you know, years ago you'd all want always want to look your best. You always wanna, you know, be but now it seems that even all the act, you know, they're actors, making friends with they're their making, age. They're, they're sort of, you know, like Amy Adams and um mm. and Nicole Kidman and all those and, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you've got Clint East, you've got Robert Redford and Michael Douglas, and they don't seem to be worrying too much about how they're portrayed now. They're quite comfortable. They're quite in their happy own skin. In their own I think skin. they went through a phase where there was so hyper, sort of, you know, they had so much surgery or Botox that people were beginning well, just to look fake. And I think, feel, I think, good filmmaking is about realism, isn't it, and well, about truth. And if you if you have an older person who's got smooth skin and looks like they're forty when they're sixty, and they're always picking up twenty year old girls, it's there's no truth or power in that. Is funny there? enough, I was listening today because on on a Sunday night and on on like a Thursday at four o'clock, they have the fit because I was in the. Car, they have the film program on on yeah, Radio yeah. Four, yeah, France, With... and they had the cinematographer on there talking about cinematographer. Yeah. And the question come up is, you know, how did he goes? Well, I'm not going to say anything because I don't like. But let's just say some people say, oh, I, this is my best side. This is, you know, I yeah. want soft lighting and all that. And you know, you know, he said there are, are actors that like like that. And then he did say, but there are some that, that aren't worried. You know, he said, and he likes yeah. the ones that aren't worried about. Yeah, this what, is me. Know, yeah, this is me. Yeah, so, you know, cool. damn so... it, all pedos. Mm? So what would we give the meal? Well, you can guess it. I mean, I probably would only give this a four. I mean, I can't give it a five because it is a perf- a niche film. And I think probably if some other people were to see it, it probably wouldn't wouldn't resonate with much with them. I mean, from a personal point of view, I would give it a five. But I think it's okay. probably for, for for release, it would be a four, I think. I would think. think okay, well, we're going to go with your personal thing because this is all about opinions. Okay, <laughs> so five star this then. About, this, this is <laughs> which, is, which is really... Yeah. Okay. Objectivity be damned. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but the funny thing is that what you're saying, what you're describing the 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 plot of the film, it sounds a little bit like you know an octogenarian um, American maid. You know the film with Tom Cruise where he. Yes. Ends up oh, like... right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's it a bit a more sedate like... than that. It's not. Not. It's not quite so. Uh, it's not quite so daring and. Um... You know, um, gung-ho um, as, as, as American hero. Then that's the difference American between Clint and Tom Cruise, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and the age gap as well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see him sort of, you know, like an helicopter although, or plane or whatever. He's just quite happy Tom, in his little pickup truck, you know. But Tom Cruise at 88 will probably still be jumping out of planes. Yeah, he yeah and he'll still be trying to be tan and buff. And he'll be like, <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now... 
to go up against the mule from the Netflix states, we have Polar. Now, Polar. this this film, I only all I've seen about it is a it's pretty much a poster with Mads Mikkelsen's face on it, which tells me exactly why Sharon watched it. Yep, pretty much does. <laughs> He is a fine so. figure of a man. <laughs> is he? I don't really know him. What's he been in then? Oh, Sharon, you should see Sharon's face here. It's like, yeah, he's like, I can see you're having some, you're having yeah. some thoughts, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I, I know. Well, I, I know. Pers- does he compare against a rock or Jason Momoa? He's up there. He's up he's, there. He beats Jason Momoa. Oh, Absolutely. Um, he's. I think if you know Mads Mikkelsen, well, I first knew him from Valhalla Rising, which is a few years ago, um, but he was in. I think the most commercial thing he's been in was in Casino Royale. He was one of the bad guys against he was, he was the um, chief Daniel Craig. In a Casino Royale. Yes. See, that's my least favourite Mads film. But then he's obviously done quite a few <laughs> Danish films. He was excellent in a film called Jungen, which is called The Hunt in English, about a yes. primary school teacher who was accused of being a paedophile. And it's mm-hmm. an excellent film. It, it sort of dissects that whole issue superbly and if you like your historic films he's in the royal affair he's been in lot i've seen nearly everything that he's been in for, <laughs> for artistic reasons and for salvation you saw salvation oh yeah i saw me. salvation yeah i did yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah right okay yeah. so yeah he's been in a lot he oh, tends right, to go yeah, a bit under know, the radar yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. of these that i think he picks his roles quite carefully he was a film where he played um ivor stravinsky in a film um i think it was something like Coco and Ivor or something it was called like that but he who has been a, so I've seen most of his back catalogue I have to say and so I yeah. really rate Mads Mikkelsen I think he's he's just yeah he's a good actor and he's a fine figure of a man yeah. <laughs> shall we say <laughs> oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. this oh, right, okay. film is okay, polar okay. and it's I don't know much about your graphic novels and your comic books or much really about the difference between the two but I do know that this is based on a graphic novel called polar and it's basically in the world where these because everyone's got like these code names and everyone's got their um yeah, they've sort of got their, their sort of nicknames almost. And so a lot of the film, they're identified by their nicknames. But he plays yep. his character, Duncan Evizia, who is, who's an assassin, who's been an assassin for a number of years. He's been at the top of his game. And he's per, part of this crime syndicate, basically, where they will invest their earnings. And then on their 50th birthday, they receive their earnings and then they retire in obscurity. And that's the idea. So he's now a week before his birthday. And what we, we then find out at the beginning of the film is that they have a nasty habit of the week after someone retires of assassinating their former assassins and then recouping all their money back. Because oh. most of the assassins in this world, where they're, they're loners, they're, the, because of the work they do, they don't tend to have families, they don't tend to have next of kin. So their estates yeah. tend to be up for grabs. So they tend to have a habit of, you know, tracking down their former employees and then assassinating them. So Polar is the week before his retirement. And so that's the main story. There are, there are subplots and it sort of becomes involved in his backstory quite a little bit. But it's about this group of five assassins who are basically doing everything they can to track him down to see that you know, they get to recoup his earnings over the last 20 or 30 years. And the head of the crime boss is the unbelievable Matt Lucas, Really? <laughs> what? Oh my goodness! <laughs> he plays a <laughs> he Matt plays Lucas. a sort of like Lex Luthor type. He, if you imagine Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, oh pe- not Does Gene Hackman. Straight? Does he play it straight? Yeah, yeah, he plays. Well, it it's, straight. it's it's all it's all hyper. This is like 
everything is exaggerated. The colours are like uh, the like scarlet City, is. Maybe? It's like Sin City, but not right. quite so extreme. Okay. But it has elements of that where you know all the women. Their lipstick is not just you know a hint of pink. It's like a slash of blood across their faces, ah. and the hair is just exaggerated. And so he has this look where in some scenes he's very black and white. So it looks very much you know like a scene from a graphic novel. And so you do see him, you know, kicking and stabbing and slashing his way Ooh. through people who come up against him. So it's and quite action. Oh, it's, it's very violent, Ooh. very action packed. Um, it has its moments of, you know, sexual goings on. Does it? Oh, as we okay. say. <laughs> Ooh, nudge, nudge. <laughs> nudge, wink, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. It's like, you, went, you went a bit Frankie Howard there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so there were some goings on going on so it's yes it's it's it ticks a lot of boxes doesn't it mm, does. <laughs> oh, so it's all mads yes yeah, so it's mads and the gang so some of the actresses in it there's um, mads mickelson who's obviously our, our lead then there's vanessa hutchins who um he plays a, a, a sort of younger woman that he meets and they sort of he becomes sort of friends with her and then that progresses in one direction. Right, okay. Then there's a former assassin who works closely with the head of the boss is Catherine Winnick, who some people know from Vikings. Oh, right, she played okay. Lagatha oh, in yeah. Vikings. Yeah. She's in there. Okay. A lot of the yeah. others I'm not so familiar with, but yeah, Matt Lucas appears. You get a cameo like, oh. from Richard yeah, Dreyfus. Oh, yeah, Richard Ooh. Dreyfus. What part does he play in this? And retired that's... assassin. Does he? Oh, right, retired assassin, yeah. yeah. Does, he get, uh, does he get bumped not off? Talent. Oh, not talent. Not talent. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that, sounds, that, sounds, that sounds an interesting movie. It's a loon, it's a, it's a, it's two hours of lunacy, but it's enjoyable. Right, okay. Oh, yeah, because because a little bit of the way you say the plot, it sounds a little bit like you know John Wick Chapter Three, which is coming out oh, this year. Yes, John it's Wick. very very reminiscent of John Wick in the fact that it, they have it, this this empire of assassins. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like it's going to be like you know this one kick ass assassin against all of the assassins. Yes, and it's like you may send thirty men against you, but only one man is walking out of this room. Cool. And there's one very uh, good scene actually where you get some of the henchmen, you know, how they don't say anything in most films. They're just like, they're, they're cannon fodder, aren't they? And there's a few of yeah. them saying, you know, blow this, I'm not staying around for this. And you see like two or three of them running away. And then they and then they go past him and they say, excuse me, excuse me, as, <laughs> as they run past. So there is humour in it. And there's, you know, there's, there's just a couple of hours of lunacy, quite frankly. Oh, with okay. Matt Mickelson strutting his uh, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the trailer now. Like you know how you put it on Netflix sometimes yes. and it just starts playing the trailer without anything. It yeah. looks absolutely mental. Oh, it is. <laughs> it looks absolutely mental. And I have so to, this I have is to the admit- polar opposite of Roma, isn't it? This is not. You could not. You don't need to be in a quiet, reflective mood to watch this. You just, you know. Yeah, no, no. no I like think my this is type of movie. It's, it sounds like the kind of film that if you started watching it while you were slightly awake, or while you were slightly asleep, you wouldn't be after about five minutes. No. No, it's there. <laughs> and the, okay, so, the, the opening cameo is, but Johnny Knoxville does an opening cameo at the beginning with, and that I think that first five minutes sets the scene for basically the whole film. Okay, all right. So, what would you give it? I think, uh, as much as I'd like to give it a really high score, I think for entertainment value, I would give it a three. Three star. Okay, that sounds. I would think for me enough. for entertainment value, I think it's a four. But you have to take points away for the just the, the fact that it's it's just insane. <laughs> oh, I like <laughs> and insane movies. There's some things you think. I'm sure the human body just could not withstand <laughs> some of those well, things. Yeah, we but are it's totally... it's it's just lunacy and it's fun and it's 
it's great. So I'd give it a four for entertainment, but I'd say realistically, it's a three. It's a film. It's a three. Okay, cool. We're, we are totally right back in John Wick territory in that case. Okay, yes. cool. Now, we, this is as we as we go into our second hour. I think I don't know. We've been going on for a while now. But if we're talking about Richard Dreyfus, there's a there's a Netflix film. Netflix are going after the gray the the gray pound silver dollar. There's a film with Chevy Chase and Richard Dreyfus in a retirement home on Netflix called The Last Laugh, which actually looks quite good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you so it's what I it's one I have on my list of ooh gotta watch that. I saw the trailer. It's a Netflix film. Chevy Chase, Richard Dreyfus in a retirement home, trying to get back into comedy. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Right. Oh, good lord. So we've done four films, and now we have two more to get through. Do you guys, can we do this? Yes, we can do, we can do it. We do this. Yeah. We'll have yes, to, we can. yes, we can. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we can. can. Cool. First up, for the cinemas, as I said, there isn't much around on cinemas this week. And we, so I went to see Vice because, Sean, you saw this, I think, about two weeks ago. And you saw Vice. And, two weeks um, ago, yeah. And, yeah. And this is a film that is up for awards and everything like that. Um, Christian Bale, Adam McKay for director, for best picture and everything. And Adam McKay, who started off doing comedies and has now switched into doing political films. But political comedy dramas, because he did the big short, trying to explain how the whole um credit crunch thing happened and obviously that's a big convoluted thing and he did really really well with that and now he's focused on dick cheney who was the who i first hear about heard about dick cheney when he was vice president for george w bush but w. he now goes yeah for w but he goes through dick cheney's life and shows okay how did how did he actually end up being the vice president for george w bush and all and he he tries to explain as well how have we ended up where we are now in the world with the current incumbents in the White House, with what's going on with, um, with just, I think, quite frankly, terrorism around the world. And he, he tries to explain all these. And I think he does an amazing job. I think he does an absolute amazing job with this film because um, I, mean, I know, Sean, you said you, you quite liked it. You quite liked I did. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. this movie. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. And, I thought and, it was great. I thought the acting was great. And, and, um, you know the, the the characters, all the characters that were played by um, you know who played who's the guy who played W? He was pretty Sam, like, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Sam yeah, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Oh, he was he was just oh. like I mean it's in the trailer. So hey, yeah. we're gonna do this thing. He was he we was W. He was W. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, I was I was shocked at how quickly they made how much they made him look like W. And I oh, think God. with Christian Bale. At the beginning of the film, he looks like Christian Bale. But at some point in the film, and you don't actually understand where it is. He disappears. Yes. At some, at some point during the film, he disappears. And then after a while, you just think you're watching Dick Cheney. And then you go, wait a second, that is actually Christian Bale. But he 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 is... It's it's an amazing performance. It's an amazing performance. It I is. think, And I think the relationship between him and his wife, Lynn, played by Amy Adams, is really, really well sketched out. That they show... Uh, and she has this really telling thing right early in the movie when she says, look, Dick, I need you to be better because as a woman, I cannot ascend to any public office. I cannot, I don't have many options open to me. I need you to be my option, pretty much what she says to him. So all the things I'm not able to do, I need you to do it for me. And the, so they have this whole thing through the film that I love what he did. It was him and his wife, quite frankly, it, doing it. Yeah, together. it was great. It was, it was, it was a good movie. It's a fun movie. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. um, it's sort of, cuts up between here and there and it cuts forward <laughs> and back a bit and it cuts but i mean it works and you know there's even, I, I as i say i to me i think it was great and, and you know the characters were how how 
I sort of picture him, especially W. I mean, he was just like, he was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. In fact, he was like a double. That, that still, I still think about it now. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say that. I mean, I, it, and the funny thing about it is, I, it wasn't as, it wasn't as sort of like you know, um, as hateful as I was expecting it to be. Like you know, oh, these people are the devil or anything like. I actually tried to yeah. show them as human beings. From it my did, point yeah. Of it was just like a, just like a, you know, film about someone that that. I mean, he sort of had thoughts of his family. I don't think I don't think there was any yeah. malice in it, was there? He was just doing what yeah. he was doing. And to me, I yeah. mean, you watch the channel. I don't think that he came across as being anything that just that he had an idea. And no, I think know. people we sort of label as sort of being evil or the devil yeah. incarnate. I think they genuinely do what they think is the right thing right to thing, do. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> and because we disagree with right them, you wrong, tend to yeah, go yeah. what? Yeah, but yeah. they think they're they're yeah. motivated by the right motives, aren't they? So I yeah. think you can't say you're evil because no. I think their their yeah. motives were probably genuine to themselves. They're true to themselves when they do these things. Yeah, it is. But, but I mean, it's, it's the, it goes back to your whole history thing of like the thing like that with you know all the trouble that is out there in the Middle East and stuff. It's just that some countries got together and said, "Oh, this would be a good idea. Yeah. Let's make a part." Put yes. a line there. We put a line there. We put a line there, and yeah. you know, without any thought of the consequences, of tribal boundaries, and or I, I think it showed boundaries us, and things like that. Yeah. You know, we do this because this will be good, and and to hell with the consequences. Yeah. You know, that people don't think well, about. I, I don't. I don't even think they thought about the consequences. I don't. I, I don't even think yeah. they thought about the consequences. And now they're left with what this is. And 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 the thing is, it's funny because you know how we said about Roma being like the Italian neorealism. And this yeah. film is very separate. Like, there's even a bit where they start talking about the film within the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's a bit where they talk about the film within the film, and it it points out and it it points out the issue. And I, because it's a film that's made for an American audience first and foremost. Yes. And the issue, like, like where it's the it points out the fact that this is a film about Republicans made by liberals. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yes, for sure. So, uh, for sure. And it, it it comes, I mean, that comes across, doesn't it? That comes across great. It, it does. So, I, think, I think especially especially in the treatment of George W. Bush, because I think, well, uh, he's the least fleshed out character. He's the one who's the most like a caricature. Who they just yeah, went, yeah, he was, he was just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how many stars do you give it then, Toes? Oh, four. I agree with you, man. Four. Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Sharon? Okay. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, what? oh right. yeah. okay. No, you went to see... Yeah. Um, uh, Green Book. Green Book. Yeah, that was it. Sorry, yeah. mate. Sorry. Would you Would you All be right. going to see that? Uh, it's It's probably going to be there somewhere. I see it at some point. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. I would say it's definitely worth it. And now, finally, we get to close. Yeah. Close. Now, this is, was it. This is, is, it, is it, it. Close or close? Close. Okay, close. Cool. Close. Hey. Close. What do you reckon it is? Close. <laughs> I always thought it was just close. It's close. Yeah. She's a bodyguard, close. isn't okay, cool. she? Yeah. She's a bodyguard. Close yeah. So, and, and I mean, that's it. That's what I'm thinking. So, yeah. So, so close, close. is. Yeah. That's it. Because you have okay. to stay close because you're looking after someone, yeah. you know. So yeah, Netflix original. I think it only came out a few, yes, few it's days ago. Yes, it's a new one, isn't it? It's a new yeah. one, yeah. So I thought I thought I'd check a new one so that people can say. And it's basically, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's a it's a bodyguard. It's been there's been something going on. Been a bit of an attempt of a kidnapping. So they decide that they're going to go to the safe house with this bodyguard, um, and she's hired. They don't particularly get on the actual. You know, you know the the person is being protected, but yeah. certain things happen. Well, when do they ever do? Well, exactly, but certain <laughs> things happen, and so obviously they end up sort of being being sort of uh, away from. It's just the sort of two of them, and she sort of tries to say, "Well, look," because the young girl's a bit, you know, scared. She tries to actually make her say, "Oh, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do." And there's a bit later on in the movie where you know my old thing about what I call the double tap, where. 
I'm saying, yeah. make sure I don't get... Oh, uh, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Zombieland, and, double tap. And yeah. the, 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 the uh, person who's, who's like the bodyguard yeah. is actually watching some stuff going on on CCTV and something happens. And so so the young girl manages to do something and she's going, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot I won't tell you what, what, what happens, but she's actually shouting, you know, she's sort of saying, shoot, 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 you know, <laughs> the guy's on the floor. And she's got a gun, but yeah. you know, so I'm not going to say what 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 happens there. But I really like that scene. I don't think there was anything particularly original in this. To be fair, it was pretty much like Homeland or something like that. You know, there's there's action sequences in it, but I personally didn't think it, it brought anything new to the show. You know, it was it was okay. It was okay as a movie. It was you know it had moments. It was quite interesting, um, ah. but. But it was no, I've seen so many before. I guess Naomi Rapace was probably, you know, mm. no, she's, she's, she's great, isn't she? she? Was she in the girl with the, one Dragon of those two? She was one of them. She yeah. was one of them. I mean, I really liked she was, her. She was the original one. Yes, she, in the, she's, yeah. the, the Danish, is the it? Or oh, Swedish? Swedish. Because Swedish. Swedish. she's not, you know, she's not like a, uh, um, she's not a, conventional. No, she's she? not conventional. And, and so, so yeah, she, she acts really, really well. Um, but, yeah, I'm nothing. pretty sure she's been in some of the awful alien reboots. Like, is it? She was in Prometheus. Prometheus, oh, one Prometheus. of those. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I should. Yeah, no, you shouldn't mention Prometheus. But she was in one of those. Okay, they're the oh, more yeah. popular films that oh, people yeah. would know her from. From. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I, I know we're short on time now, but I would say this is nothing new, but it's okay to watch. I wouldn't, you know, you can just put it on and do do other stuff. It didn't like grab me. And, and yep. it was like m- many other films in the same sort of vein where it's just like people trying to look after yeah. people. So, yeah, so well, it gets a three star, this one, for me. Okay, cool. Because the, uh, looking at the trailer now, it reminds me, there's a film she did a couple of years ago um, called um, Unlocked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was quite good. She, she, mind you, yeah. she took a bit of a hammering in that, didn't she? Yeah, she did. <laughs> she it, did, and she... she she survived and, yeah. a lot of beatings in that. Oh. <laughs> but I remember so the film. It, yeah, I saw that one, I think. Yeah, and, and it's one of these things where I think at the time she mentioned the, trying to do like a female born. And this seems to be some uh, along those lines again. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's very much, you know, I had a sort of a couple of, couple, there was a couple of moments when I thought, oh, that was lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like circumstances, <laughs> but. You know that the, the normal sort of thing. So yeah, but it was it was as I say, it was worth a three star. So it's but there's nothing new in it. There's nothing new in oh, it. You know. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Sean, for that. So that's a three star for that. And now, when we look at the so it comes now comes the time where we tot up our scores and we see who is ahead. Who's won this week? Is was it Netflix or was it cinema? And you can tell that it's Oscar season because the winner is. Cinema. Cinema. Ooh, cinema this week. Yeah, I think the quality's out there at the moment, isn't it? I think they're they're pumping their quality films out. Yeah. So it's it's essentially, uh, it it has an average score. The average rating for cinema movies this week was 4.25. And the average rating rating for Netflix was 3.3. Oh, so a decisive victory then for (laughs) cinema this week. Yeah. Yeah. Ching, ching. Yeah, but but you have to think about it. None of them has Matt Mickelson in cinema. Mad Mickelson's no. on your Netflix. No. No. I'm going to be interested in that now, that polar. I'm probably going to yeah. check that one out. So. Yeah, so. same here, man. Same here. But uh, I think, I mean, even just yeah. seeing the trailer makes me think, 
this is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So until, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening in. Do get in touch with us and let us know what you thought about what these films we think. Anything you think we should watch and we should find on Netflix because quite frankly, as we said, it's a bottomless pit, pit and we need some help <laughs> in looking at that. And all that's left to say is goodbye from me. And goodbye me. From, and yes. goodbye from me. And have a wonderful week. Uh, have a wonderful week. We will see you next week. Bye.